Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We just stood there getting wet with our backs against the fence. If I only had a dollar for every time Navidomskis requested me to play this song for his fish bites, I think I'd be a rich man. <laughs> Decided to pull it out for you today. It's Van Morrison, and it stoned me. Uh, you do love this one, but it does talk about fishing, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I mean, nothing against Bluegill Boogie, but this is a great <laughs> Well, I wouldn't put Bluegill Boogie in the same category as a nice Van Morrison song. <laughs> yeah. All right, where are we going fishing this week? Well, we're going to the lakes, Tim. It's that time, okay? We got temperatures this weekend and all next week that are way too hot to go fishing. And by the way, the weaver is done. I I was fishing it a little bit here and there as the water dropped. But last night I went out in just my shorts and the water's way too warm. There's no more trout. I threw a few casts, but now it's done for the year. So it's going to be true with all of our low-level rivers that they're kind of done now. It's too warm in Utah. But not the lakes. And you see all those fish in those lakes still can be caught. And where are they? That's the key here. you got to find them. And they're down near the bottom. And I, I don't want to say on the bottom because it's still early enough with our temperatures that it hasn't reached the bottom. So my point with fishing in the lake is that all the fish are going to be at the same depth. And what you have to do is find the depth and you're going to catch fish. And by the way, it could be triple digits. And you're in your shorts with no waders, just fins out in the middle of a beautiful lake in Utah, and you're warm and happy, but down deep, you're still catching fish. So all the fish can be caught all year. I know guys who don't even fish a lake until July. And the reason why is all the fish congregate at the right temperature, and they tend to catch more fish. So don't think the hot temperatures are going to put an end to your fishing. It's not. So now, how to find them? Well, I'm old school. Everybody's got these fish finders that give temperatures, and I, I don't even know anything about that stuff. I know all my buddies have them, but I'm old school. I'm an old man. I have a thermometer on a rope, and I hang it off my boat or my pontoon boat and find the temperature I'd like. But mostly I just throw the line out, strip out some more line, and then count. And I'll start my count at 15, and then I'll go to 20, and then I'll go to 25, and then I'll go to 35, and all the way up until I get my strikes. The hardest thing is to remember what number you were at because <laughs> you're old. But once you get the right depth, um, I'm getting strikes at 38, a count of 38 to 40. That tells me a lot. And you're going to catch a lot of fish because literally the water column, um, it, 
in the lake is about five to seven feet wide. So they're going to all be within five to seven feet of each other. You just got to get down to them. And then if you're looking at getting on the bottom, which is going to be the case, they're all going to be on the bottom by August. That's not a problem if you look at the top topography of the land. So just like a, a topo map, this is an inverted topo map. So now you've got the canyons that are in the lake. If, if you were to drain that lake, you'd see all these little crevasses and all these little drainage, all these little deep spots. Cold air by physics, cold water the same, is going to drop into those gullies. So if you can determine where they are by looking at the topography and see how it's going down into the lake and kind of guess, then you can even put out a little float and mark your gullies and go back and forth between those floats and you're going to catch oodles of fish. That is so great. Uh, I find it surprising that you say you're old school when it comes to fishing, but when it comes to golf, you still use a rangefinder to tell how many how many yards you are away from the hole. I don't have a rangefinder. My wife has been wanting to buy me one, but I don't. I just use my little GPS watch. <laughs> but that's not old school. Oh. Yeah, because I don't know anything about it. I just know how far it is. Everybody <laughs> can tell you how far you hit, the wind. I don't know anything. I want simple, on, off button is all i need all right well that's good information for the lake let me twist your arm a little bit because you've hinted at uh maybe doing a fall class and you said you were never doing it again have you made a decision on that yet because people are asking oh they're asking i can't tell you how many emails i get on a daily basis and i am considering it you know i don't want it to inhibit my travel because i'm retired but the youths have already inhibited my travel in the fall that's I'll true town so uh, while I'm in town, it makes perfect sense to teach a class. So I haven't decided, but I'm very much considering it. All right. Uh, there's a little teaser for everybody out there. And uh, we're actually trying to make plans to make a couple of road trips, at least one with uh, the Utes this season. So hopefully that comes together. That'd be fun, too. All right. Got to take a break. Uh, we've got news at the top of the hour and then uh, checking in with our own Batman. He is the sensitive species biologist, Sean Plattis with the Division of Wildlife Resources, talking bats to begin the next hour. So stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.